You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You are listening to this is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Joining us right now in studio is John Phillips. He's all the way out from KABC out in Los Angeles. John, welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks for having me. And I love your view. Your view is so much better than mine. You have a view of the river, of the downtown skyline, and I have a view of the catacomb that is my living room. <laughs> I was going to say, you've see before March, you were broadcasting from, is it downtown LA? Is that where you were? No, Culver City. Okay. Yeah. Explain to me, is that like a, where the movies are done? Culver City is actually an independent municipality in Southern mm-hmm. California. And if you're a fan of the Wizard of Oz, there is a a hotel, the, uh, the Culver Hotel, which is where all of the actors, including the Munchkins, stayed while they taped, because it's right next to the Sony lot, which is the lot that they taped the Wizard of Oz on. Mm-hmm. And it was where... All the munchkins apparently had their Sodom and Gomorrah experience. They were pretty wild. Oh, very wild. Like that cruise out of Australia. (laughs) Yes. I remember you you talking about that earlier this year. Yeah. So Culver City is where I did the Sony studio tour then. Yes. Okay. They they take Married with Children there and things Um, like that. The morning show on Apple was taped there. Okay. And also Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Okay. So right spot there. Anything that Merv Griffin created. Yeah. Sony. Gotcha. Very good. So yeah, speaking of the Australia cruise, it was actually a year ago this weekend you were in Australia. I was on Carnival Panorama out of L.A., and uh, wow, things have sh- certainly changed. Did something happen? Yeah, no, right? Just wild. I mean, oh, yeah. when you were actually you were actually <laughs> over in Australia when that volcano exploded on the other yes. ship, right? No, I thought that was bonkers, and yeah. I came back to a pandemic. Yeah, Who knew yeah. that would happen? Was there communication between your ship and the guests who were... Because it wasn't guests from your ship, was it? No. There were two different ships. There was a, a quantum-class ship, and then there was the uh, Radiance of the Seas, which is what I was on. And we were essentially doing the same itinerary for most of the of the trip, but there were a few differences. And it was passengers and crew members from the other ship who ended up dying. In fact... The only way we knew about it was that they, the, the captain of our ship made a special announcement announcing uh, that there were injuries and deaths of carnival passengers and crew members. Were you having people like blowing your phone up from back home saying, oh my gosh, we're seeing this explosion uh, from 3,000 miles away. Are you okay? Okay, here's how cheap I am. I'm a diamond cruiser on Royal, so mm-hmm. I get free um, internet for one day or two days, I think it is, one or two, one of, one, one of the two. And um, it was in the middle there when the volcano erupted where, where there was no service. And mm-hmm. so I, I figured people would know it's not me. Right. I turned my phone on the minute I had Wi-Fi, and I had like 400 messages from everyone I know I'm related to and work with, assuming I was dead. Well, I like how you say, people will know it's not me. Like, I'm John Phillips. I can outrun a volcano. It's not going to happen to me. But yeah. No, I, they knew I wouldn't go that far away from the bar. There you go. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. What are, your, what are your thoughts of, because you're out in L.A. and you were in the studio in Culver City up until March. You've been broadcasting from your house for the past eight or nine months. Like, yeah. It's got to be an adjustment, huh? 
Oh, yeah. Well, my commute went from 30 minutes down La Cienega Boulevard to a walk from the bedroom to the living room. <laughs> so that certainly made my life easier. I, you know, during the two week quarantine thing we had here in Florida, I was broadcasting from my spare bedroom. And uh, I don't know, I guess I'm not a good work from home type person because I was going nuts. I mean, I was going, the only thing that kept me sane was going on weekly or daily runs, rather. Are you adjusting? Like, how, how have you adjusted over the past few months of working from home? Because for me, I was going nuts, and that was only for two weeks. Well, the dress code is different. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Because at work at a radio station, we have the 7-Eleven philosophy of a shirt and shoes. But at right. home, you can do pretty much whatever you want, uh, which I've adjusted to well. But it is weird sharing your living space with your workspace. Mm-hmm. And you really never stop working because you you – realize you look at your laptop and you've got an email or you look at your at your studio that's sitting there and you say to yourself oh i should be doing this i should be doing that whereas before when when i would get home it would be easy to just shut it off and watch a below Same. deck marathon on bravo yep. also the acoustics were much better in studio too than they were at my place oh my, yeah yeah oh so, yeah. yeah no it sounds like i'm broadcasting from costco but it's a pandemic <laughs> yes. so that's what we have to live with. I know you say you cruise mostly Royal Caribbean. Do you cruise out of California or did you cruise out of California much or has it always been like flying over here to Florida or going out of Galveston? Oh, no, I I, I won't um, cruise out of San Pedro if I can avoid it, even though it is drivable from where I live. Why is that? Because you show up and it's like being at Pick and Save on Black Friday. <laughs> it's just completely chaotic. You go to some of these other ports and the trains run on time. You show up, you're, you already have your stuff done on the app. You, you, you talk to the people, you're on the ship 10 minutes later. It's fantastic. In Los Angeles, no, it's like Checkpoint Charlie. Yeah. And so, of course, Fort Lauderdale, like Terminal 18 for Royal Caribbean, like you're on the ship in 10 minutes. So not so much over there, huh? Oh, and, in, and at Fort Lauderdale, if you have global entry, you don't even have to do immigration. You yeah. just come back and you're 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 in your Uber. So I've had seven cruises cancel on me since March, from March until early next year. How many have you had? Nine. Wow. Okay. Eight Royal Caribbean, one MSC. Nine, and I have three more that I'm convinced are going to cancel, but I'm crossing my fingers and hoping they won't. Okay, so I'm just curious, which ones? Like, when are they scheduled, and when? Why do you think they're going to cancel? Oh, because I'm booked. Okay, it has nothing so, yeah. to do with the pandemic okay, or the industry. Okay. It's just, you know, my name's on the manifest, so <laughs> it's not happening. Um, I have one in in um, uh, May out of Tampa mm-hmm. on the Brilliance. It's a five-night trip. Don't ask me where it's going. I don't remember. And then in August, I'm doing a seven-night to Alaska, which would be the first time I've ever done Alaska. And then I just had my my birthday cruise in January cancel, and then I'm going to reschedule for a seven-night repositioning from Vancouver to Los Angeles, and I'm going to violate my rule of using the port of Los Angeles. Okay. I mean, so you're – like for me, after the first few got canceled, I quit taking the onboard credits because at this point you have to make a spreadsheet to figure out – how much onboard credit you have for what ship, when you have to use it, buy all this stuff. So you, you just keep taking the credits. Is that what you're doing and just rebooking? Yeah. Well, if you just take the money back, you don't have to do the math. I have a bachelor's degree in political science, so <laughs> that's not good for anyone. But yeah, I, you just kind of lose track as to what they owe you and and, and what you have uh, coming to you. And I'm sure they're just inundated with calls and there are going to be mistakes that are made. So yeah. just get your money back. It's easier. Right. What are your thoughts on cruising in 2021? 
I want to do it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. If I could be on a cruise ship today, I would be on a cruise ship today. I was just in, in Fort Lauderdale, and I saw a cruise ship that was just off the coast that was visible from the hotel. And if I could swim to that cruise ship to do a cruise, I would be willing to do it. I know we have, you know, Friday night, the vaccine was signed off on for, I think, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. And Norwegian Cruise Line earlier this week, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line holding CEO Frank Del Rio was saying, hey, we're trying to make it where the guests have to have the vaccine. You know, it's not mandatory as of right now, December 2020, but they're looking into the legalities of it. Would that impact your cruising? Well, since I am loyal to Royal, I figure they'll find a way to monetize requiring the vaccine. So they'll say, oh, we'll give you half price on your drink package if you get the vaccine. And anytime they'll give me free drinks, I'll do whatever. If they wanted me to take a vaccine for some disease that's not even been invented yet for their half price on the on the <laughs> drink package, I'd be willing to do it. See, I'm wondering how much of a game changer it's going to be for some people. Like for me, I love to travel. Like during normal times, I'm out of the studio three weeks a month and I'm out somewhere, whether it's skiing or on a ship or in the mountains, hiking or whatever. You're a bit of a vagabond, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have my camper and everything, but so it's like, there's probably going to be some people that might shelve cruising for a while because they don't want to get this vaccine. Yeah, but it's not just the cruise companies that might go in that direction. What are the airlines going to do? Yeah, what is Amtrak going to do? What is the New York City subway system going to do? There, mm-hmm. there are any number. What is your kid's school going to do? Um, I know when I went to public school in California, they required that we had the measles, mumps, rubella vaccinations and you know mm-hmm. any number of other things. Now, they don't do it with a flu shot. But they do it with so many of those other things, and you know people are used to it. Now, we're also the United States of America, where people value their their personal freedom, their privacy, um, you know, all of these things that that mean something to us. So, yeah, you probably will lose a certain number of people if they go in that direction, which is why I think that they probably won't. I think it'll be a carrot, not a stick. I get emails from both saying, you know what, if we're they're going to require a vaccine, I'm not going to cruise, or you know what. I'll take it tomorrow, like you or I. For me, I mean, let's face it. I'm going to get the vaccine not only just because I like to travel. And like, if it's going to like hinder me from doing something I love to do, I've had a good life. If there's any side effects to it, <laughs> I, I, could, I could go out tomorrow and be fully satisfied. Yeah. My life is complete or getting there. But yeah, some people are just super vocal. And, I, and you, of course, the anti-vaxxers, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Well, everyone has different attitudes about it. Now, for, for you and I... We can't lose our voices and continue to work. Mm -hmm. So I get the regular flu shot because if I get sick and I don't have a voice, I can't do my job. I used to be part of this group in Los Angeles called L.A. Try. And we used to swim from the Hermosa Beach Pier to the Manhattan Beach Pier every Sunday morning. And it was great exercise. I don't know if you're into open water swimming at all, but it's just it's a wonderful thing. And then you finish at brunch and you go with your friends and you have brunch. But the water is so polluted in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. that I was getting bacterial infection after bacterial infection after bacterial infection. And bacterial infections, in addition to being unbelievably intrusive to your life and and prevent you from doing things like going to work, it's also gross because you get like eye infections and you look like you you have a third eye Mm -hmm. starting to to grow. Uh, You get ear infections, you get skin infections. And I just had to stop doing it because I I finally had to tell myself, you need your voice if you're going to go to work. And if you continue to do that, you're not going to have it. So, So I will get the vaccine, but I'll get it not because I think the virus is going to kill me, 
based on my age group and my my lack of comorbidities, I'd probably have a rough couple of weeks, but but survive it. But I don't want to lose my voice for two weeks. I don't want to miss work. I enjoy going to work. I enjoy doing the show. How long of a swim was that? Two miles. Okay. Two miles from Hermosa. Now that is that's not um, that's not what would have been required of Gilligan. So I'm not saying <laughs> I did anything special, but two miles is 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 a good workout and on a Sunday morning. Are you still an active swimmer? Because uh, we no. can do right here, the river. Well, it's yeah, cleaner I, too. I see that. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, there's a guy dumping a body over there. <laughs> um, no, I have a pool at my house in Palm Springs, but it's not really a pool that's built for lap swimming. It's kind uh, of just a stand and sip pool. I grew up about probably 15 miles south of here in a little town called Ponte Vedra. And we had the intercoastal waterway, which runs from Maine all the way down to South Florida. And every time we'd go water skiing or hydrosliding or whatever, take the tube behind the boat, I would get this crazy ear infection. And so after the third time, my doctor's like, or told my parents, your son keeps getting this ear infection. What are you doing with, that's kind of sparking this? Um, and they're like, well, we're just you know, taking them skiing or hydrosliding in the intercoastal waterway. And he's like, what part of the intercoastal waterway? And my mom was like, Ponte Vedra. Turns out the part we were skiing in is a, they're dumping stuff like these houses from the, they're built in the forties and thirties. Yeah. There's just sewage and crap going in there. Oh, so yeah. your body, you're getting contaminants in your ear and getting you an ear infection. That was happening. And it's unbelievably gross, isn't it? Yeah. And painful. Yeah. yeah. I've had tubes in my ears twice when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I'm from Southern California. We lived in the swimming pool and that's just what you did. You were in the pool all day during the summer and I would get these massive ear infections, and then I finally got uh, the surgery, and it worked, but then they fall out, so you have to have them all over again. So I finally had enough of that. Is it, uh, is it freaking you out being in Florida? Because California, you're not doing much over there, are you? Oh, no. We're all on house arrest. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. No, it, it, is, it is such a 2020 thing for us to end the year with OJ on the golf course <laughs> and the rest <laughs> of us on home confinement. I, I got to say, and I, you know, not to be political or anything, but you have these, uh, like the governors and everything who yeah. are creating these crazy ass lockdowns, but they're, sure. they're being seen like in restaurants or wherever, like living their life, like nothing's going on. And you have, you must do this. You must close your business. You must do this. And here they are living their life. Oh, yeah. It's wild to me. Double standard. But let's not make it seem like they're at Denny's. Right. <laughs> Warden Newsom was at the French Laundry. It's well, 350 bucks a person. Their booze tab was $17,000. And you know why they call it the French Laundry. Because when they bring you the tab, you've been taken to the cleaners. <laughs> well, let's round this thing out here, man. I mean, here we are at the end of December, or I guess the middle of December 2020. Cruising still isn't even on the radar, really. We can keep saying we're going to start back in March. If it happens, I would be very happy if it did happen. But um, we still don't know. Like, your personal thoughts. Like, if you had to... I mean, people ask me all the time, when do you think we're going to start cruising? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, if, I, if I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Well, I'll preface my answer by telling you a really pathetic story. Mm -hmm. I got so... I was so jonesing for a cruise. I was playing around on the internet one day, and I said to myself... I wonder if I'm still young enough to join the Coast Guard Reserves. <laughs> and I start playing around with a website. No, I'm too old. They okay. won't take well. me. Um, I, I'm optimistic that it will start back sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. But realistically speaking, I don't think cruising will come back until things like 
music festivals come back and you can watch a baseball game at a stadium and you can go to a concert at an arena. So until they allow us to do that, I don't see them letting the cruise ship industry come back. And I think that's horribly unfortunate. And I think the cruise ship has been industry has been picked on for unfair reasons. And part of that is because the first exposure that we got to the coronavirus in the United States was on that princess cruise yeah, ship Diamond off princess. the coast of Oakland. So people make a mental connection between cruising and the virus, even though there are plenty of other places where people get the virus, probably in numbers much larger than cruise ships. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that if you get it on a cruise ship, you know where you got it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but in my day-to-day life, I will start the day out going to the gas station, going to the dry cleaner, going to the Walmart, going to the post office, running your your, your various errands. If you were to contract it at Walmart, you would have no idea if you got it at Walmart or the post office or or the dry cleaner or wherever. If you get it on a cruise ship, you know you got it there. And so because of that, they're they're being blamed in an unfair way. I don't want to pick on the airline industry here, but let me ask you this, though, because the Royal Caribbean, I don't know how you've been traveling, so if you've been following the story or not, yeah. but Royal Caribbean had that outbreak, or they said an outbreak, it was a false positive, right. but on Quantum of the Seas, but because of the tracelet, that the uh, contact tracing technology, they were able to identify everyone who came into contact with that one potentially sick person. Again, it was a false positive, wasn't even a story at the end of the day, but here we are anyway. If you're in an airplane, you're sitting six deep sometimes, sometimes nine deep if you're going international. I mean, if you pick it up there, you might not know. But if someone tests positive from a cruise ship, there's a way of kind of tracking someone. So is there a double standard there? I'm, oh, just, I'm totally. just curious. And how's that that social distancing on the airlines? I flew a budget, and I'm 6'4". Mm. I flew a budget airline one time, and I had such little space. I joined the Mile High Club with myself. My knees were in my face for the entire duration of the flight. So you know that people are being packed into those planes like sardines. Now, that being said, I think flying safe, too. I I, I was on an airplane earlier this week. I'm going to be on two airplanes tomorrow. Um, So it's not something I'm opposed to. I think that adults should be able to make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you are willing to go on an airplane and you are convinced that the airlines are are adopting the policies that they should – adopt to keep you safe, which I think most of them are, and the cruise ship companies are adopting policies to keep you safe, I think we should be able to fly on planes and go on cruise ships and live our lives. There's definitely a double standard there. All right, man, I've kept you here long enough. John Phillips over from KABC in LA, but I'm broadcasting from Palm Springs right now, correct? That's right. Broadcasting live in exile from my (laughs) living room in Palm Springs, California. It was good seeing you, man. Thanks for stopping by. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. 
Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today. 570-726-6200.